that final day when every voice of Adam's race, when everyone that has been washed in the blood of the Lamb will join together in one mighty voice and proclaim the name Jesus. For in that day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is truly Lord. It was not just a fable that was made up. It was not just a story. It was the truth when an angel said to a virgin maiden long ago, His name shall be called Jesus. Jesus. And today it's the only thing that will change our lives. It's the only name that will give us peace in the midst of the storm. And I'm glad today that I know him. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that there is something about that name, the name Jesus? The Bible said in Philippians 2, verse 9, it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus. Jesus. I'm glad there is something about that wonderful name, the name Jesus. You know, Jesus, the name Jesus means Savior. And hallelujah, what a Savior uh, that we have uh, this morning. I want you to take your Bibles this morning and go to Titus chapter number 2 for just a few minutes uh, this morning. Uh, Last Sunday night... We tried to bring a message last Sunday night on the importance of sound doctrine. The importance of sound doctrine in the day and age in which you and I live. And I want to continue that thought this morning uh, because this is something of great importance when we start thinking about sound doctrine. The Bible tells us here in Titus chapter number 2, and I'd like to only, I'm only going to read verse number 1, but I want you to think about what this verse says. Paul in his writing to Titus says this. It says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Think about this. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. We think about the word doctrine in Scripture, and we're going to, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but many times uh, in the Scriptures, uh, it talks about doctrine. It talks about sound teaching. It talks about the Bible. And uh, in the Gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
on different occasions, there were some things that were said uh, concerning Jesus as he taught. When he closed out the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 7 of Matthew, the last two verses of that chapter say this. said, It came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at His doctrine. It says, For He taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Another example is in Mark chapter 11, verse 18, where it says, And all the people were astonished at His doctrine. If you go over to Luke chapter number 4, look in verse 32, the Bible says they were astonished at His doctrine. And I want you to notice this. It said, For His Word was with power. Aren't you glad that there's power in the Word of God? The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12, that the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Over in the book of Romans chapter number 1, the Apostle Paul in writing to the believers there at Rome said this, He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. You see, there's power in the Word of God. If you'll think back, if you're sitting here this morning, or you're watching or listening uh, this morning by the live stream or the radio broadcast, If you'll think for just a little bit, and you think about if you're saved, if you've been born again, saved by the grace of God, you think about the opportunity that you had to hear sound doctrine concerning salvation. You see, we cannot save ourselves. The Bible tells us that the very best we can do It says, our righteousnesses is nothing but filthy rags in the eyes of God. The very best that we can do is nothing but filthy rags. And so salvation is not something that you can be good enough to earn. Salvation is not something that you can do enough good works to finally reach the line and, and, and then you're saved. It's, it's none of that. The Bible tells us that there's, in uh, Acts 4.12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way in John chapter 14 verse 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And so if you're saved, if you've been born again, you've been born into the family of God, you've experienced salvation, you can remember a time, you can remember that you heard sound doctrine. I remember as a 17-year-old, 
sitting in Mountain View Baptist Church on a Sunday night service. And our pastor got up and opened up the Word of God. And I cannot tell you the Scripture that he read from that night. But he opened up the Word of God and he read the Word of God, the Scripture from God's Word. And from what he read and what he expounded on, it told me of how much that God loved me and that God cared for me. You know, we memorize John 3.16 and we ask children uh, in Bible school or in Awana uh, to memorize uh, this verse. And, and it is of importance. The, the, uh, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then the next verse says, For God sent not His Son in the world to condemn in the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. I'm so thankful that I heard that message. I heard the sound doctrine that God loved me. And the sound doctrine that God loved me so much that He sent His Son to die for my sin. To take my place that I deserved. You see, sound doctrine is important. The reason sound doctrine is so important is because men, first of all, is because men, women, and boys and girls need to be saved by God's grace. And it's important to have sound doctrine. And Paul, in writing to Timothy, he said this, he said, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. If you look back just a couple of pages In 2 Timothy chapter number 3, the Bible tells us something about this. In 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture, you think of what you hold in your hand uh, this morning. You think about what's there in your lap, the Word of God. And you open up the Word of God. And the Word of God that you hold, the Word of God that you read, is God-breathed. God moved on the hearts of holy men by the Holy Spirit. And they pin down the Scriptures that you and I have. There's no contradiction in the Word of God. You can study from Genesis to the very last word in the book of Revelation, and there's no contradiction. We may not understand it all. I tell you this, I guarantee you this, that none of us will ever fully understand everything that the Word of God says. But God in the person of the Holy Spirit will show us and to reveal to us the things that we need from His Word. And the Bible said here in in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, it says all Scripture. I've had people to tell me, say, well, preacher, I just don't believe all of it's the Word of God. And I tell them this, I said, look, if it's not all the Word of God, then we can't be saved. If it's not all the Word of God, if it's not all God breathed, you and I are without hope. It says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. You think about this uh, for a moment. And it said it is profitable. If something is profitable, it's to the good. 
You know, you've got liabilities and you've got assets. The assets are a whole lot better, isn't it, than the liabilities. And so, when you think about the Word of God, it is profitable. And it tells us here what it is profitable for. Notice this. It says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. And if somebody stands up and says, well... You know, this is this when they read Scripture and they said, well, well, this is what the Scripture says, but in my opinion, it says this. I'm going to tell you what, cut them off. What we need today is people that stand up, whether it be a Sunday school teacher, Bible school teacher, a wanna teacher, whether it be a preacher, uh, standing up and proclaiming the Word of God. We need them to stand up and say, Thus saith the Lord. This is what God has to say. It. When you open up your Bible in your home and you begin to read and you begin to study it, it is thus saith the Lord. There's no questions. There's none, none of this. People make the comment, said, Well, I know what the Bible says, but... There's no if, and, and buts about it. Uh, whatever the Bible says is very clear. Whatever the Bible says, God means. Whatever the Bible said is truth. Whatever the Bible says, we can stand on it. Whatever the Bible says, uh, we can bank our salvation upon it, our eternal life upon it, because of what God's Word says. And so sound doctrine is important. And Paul told Titus, says, speak the things which become sound doctrine. And in Paul, in writing to Timothy, said all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. We don't like those parts of it, do we, sometimes? It says for instruction in righteousness. You want to know how to live? It's right there in the book. Huh? It's right there in the book. And it says that the man of God may be perfect. And that word perfect means mature, okay? Mature, complete. We can be complete. We can be mature through the Word of God, through the study of Scripture, through the uh, study and application of Scripture. You know, we can study and study and study and study and study the Word of God, but we need to apply God's Word. We need to make application to His Word. It says that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Now, I want you to turn back with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. I'm going to show you something here, and, and we quote this a lot of times. In fact, we had baptizing here uh, last week, and uh, I quoted these verses when we were in the baptismal pool. But I want you to think about this. We, we talk about the Great Commission. We talk about the commission that God has given you and I as believers, that God has given us as a church, as the body of Christ. And I want you to notice something that he states here in this. In Matthew chapter 28, in verse number 18, the Bible says this, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The very next word he says is this. He says, go. Go. Notice the second word of verse 19. It says, go ye. So that's all of us. It's every single one of us that have been saved. 
He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. What are we, what are we supposed to go and to teach them? Now we can go, and, and I know this is something that is necessary. I know we can go and, and we can show them how uh, to dig in the soil. We can show them how uh, to plant seed in the soil. And we can show them how uh, to grow crops. And I know we can do all of those things. And they are necessary. Many of these nations, many of these countries, many of these areas, uh, their children are starving. They're, they're in need of food. They're in need of those things. But as believers in Christ, those things are good in their place. But as believers in Christ, we're to teach. We're to teach the Word of God. We're to teach sound doctrine. We're to teach what the Word of God says. And it says this, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Everyone deserves... To hear the truth. Huh? Every individual that has ever been born, every individual that has ever, that will ever be born, deserves to hear the truth. And that's where you and I come in as believers in Christ. Says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. And when we go and we share the Word of God, we share the love of God, we share uh, what God has done uh, for an individual, we share uh, the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we share those things uh, with those people, and, and they are born into the family of God. They're saved by God's grace. Now I want you to, I want to hold on here for just a moment. I know that there's, I don't, I don't believe in, in anybody, and I'll never do this as long as I'm in my right mind and I've got breath in my body. But I'll never stand before a group of people, and I'll never say, how many of you want to go to heaven? And people raise, people raise their hand. I could do that this morning, and people in this entire building, there's not a person in this building that wouldn't raise their hand. There's not a person that's watching by live stream that wouldn't raise their hand. There's not a person that's listening uh, to the radio broadcast uh, that wouldn't raise their hand and say, yes, I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven uh, when I die. I'll never, ever, ever, ever stand up and say, how many of you want to go to heaven? If you And they raise their hand, I say, well, all you need to do is just say this prayer. Never. There's a lot of people that are being deceived. But I'm going to tell you this, what I will do is I'll open up the Word of God. And I'm glad there's churches scattered across this land. I'm glad there's individuals scattered across this land this morning that's opening up the Word of God, that's opening up the truth of the Word of God, that are proclaiming the truth of the Word of God. And I tell you what, if God's Word goes out, uh, it says He says and He's promised that if my Word goes out, said it'll not return unto me void. The Bible said faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. If the truth, if true biblical doctrine is proclaimed in our churches today, in the Sunday school, in the Awana, in the Bible school, God will take care of the rest of it. Jesus made this statement. He says, No man can come unto me except the Father which sent me 
draw him. I'm going to tell you this. Our, our, our responsibility as the body of Christ, as the church, as individuals, is to proclaim sound doctrine and leave the results up to God. God in the person of the Holy Spirit will convict and will draw that individual. I told you a while ago, 17 years old, Mountain View Baptist Church, I sat there that night, heard the Word of God. I I can't tell you the verses uh, that the pastor read, but I do know this. During that service, God convicted me. God convinced me uh, that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. God convicted me. God convinced me uh, that He loved me enough that He gave His Son Jesus uh, to die in my place and to die for my sin on the cross of Calvary. I didn't understand it all. I still don't understand how that He could love me that much. But according to the same Word of God, that if I would call upon Him, call upon His name, that He would save me. Whosoever shall call... I didn't even know that verse was in there. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I tell you what, I've never been the same since. I can't explain it. I don't understand how God could love me that much, but I know this. The pure sound doctrine that I heard told me that that's what He did for me. The Bible said here, Jesus said, All power is given me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations. Once they're saved by God's grace. It says baptizing them. Baptism don't save you. But baptism, as I said last week, uh, is an outward profession of an inward possession. Well, the Bible tells us, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Once that takes place in an individual's life, uh, they're to be baptized, the Bible said, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And you know, we're, we're great sharing the Word of God. A person gets saved. And we rejoice in that. And praise God for that. Amen. But you know, it doesn't stop there. Notice what the next verse says. After all of that's happened, the next verse says this, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and he says, lo, and lo, I'm with you all the way, even to the end of the world. Teaching them. Share the gospel with them. And when they're convicted of their sin, and come to Jesus, believe on Him, and are saved by God's grace, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then he says, teach them. Teaching them. What are we going to teach them? Sound doctrine. Huh? Sound doctrine. That's why sound doctrine is so, so important. It's important. Over in uh, Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 4, the Bible said this, 
They talked about the Lord ascended to heaven. He descended first to the lower parts of the earth, and He also ascended up far above all heavens that He might fill all things. That's verse 10. In verse number 11, He says this, And He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why did He do that? It says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the completeness, for the maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness whereby, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. The reason that sound doctrine is important is to be grounded in the truth of the Word of God. I'm going to tell you this. There's everything out there that you can imagine. Everything out there that you can imagine. We can put blinders on and say it does not exist, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. There's everything you can imagine that's out there. Everything. That's why sound doctrine is important. We need to be grounded. We need to be settled. We need to know what we believe. And we need to know why we believe it. I'm about done. I want you to think about something here. In Acts chapter number 17, Paul had been in in Thessalonica. Read this whole chapter. He'd been in Thessalonica, and there was opposition to the gospel there and the messages that Paul was preaching. And Paul would leave him and Silas, by night, and they go to Berea. And I want you to listen to what happens here. It said, The brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night to Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. And it says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with, readiness, with all readiness of mind, and searched the Scriptures daily, whether... Those things were so. They got in the, they were in the Word of God even before Paul and Silas got there. And the Bible says that they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and they received the word with all readiness of mind. They searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Verse 12 says, therefore, many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. You know what the result was? Sound doctrine came to Berea. And the result was a salvation of souls. Thanks be unto God for sound doctrine. I'll give you this, and you can take this home with you. 
It would do you good, every single one of us, it would do you good to study the book of Romans. Study the book of Romans. Because in Romans, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll quote, you know, Romans 8.28, we'll quote that. We'll quote Romans 3.23, we'll quote Romans 6.23, we'll quote, quote Romans 12.1 and 2. You know, Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We'll quote those two verses. Okay. Go home and study Romans. Before, before Romans 12, 1 and 2 is pinned down, there's 11 chapters before then. If you'll study those 11 chapters out, you'll find that they are doctrinal chapters. Every one of them has to do with sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. And then you get to chapter number 12 through 16, and it's talking about practical living. As a child of God, you've got that doctrine there, that sound doctrine, and then... You can live in a practical manner for the glory of God. So study that. That's free. didn't cost you nothing. That's free. But I don't know how God may have spoken to your heart. I know we've got Awana teachers here. We've got Awana helpers here. We've got Bible school teachers here. We've got Sunday school teachers here. There's preachers here in this building uh, today. There's individuals here. We've all, you know, that great commission says, Go ye. They didn't leave any of us out and men say, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. The place you teach may be your workplace. People are listening to what you say. People are watching the life that you're living. The place that you teach may be in your school. They hear the things you say at school. They see your life school, those classmates. That may be your place. That may be your mission field. It may be right there in your community. It might be that neighbor right next door. You see, a lot of times when we think about the Great Commission, we think about somewhere overseas. And you know, God calls people to go. As missionaries, He calls them to go to foreign lands and carry the Word of God. But He calls every single one of us to fulfill that great commission in going and teaching others. You know what, bring, what would bring you great joy? Is to point a soul to Jesus and see them get saved. I mean, they, there's just nothing to compare. Is point somebody to Jesus and see him get saved. Share that sound doctrine. Share it. I don't know how God may have spoken to you in this service today, but I do know this. This is what God wants us to bring for this time, for this hour, as we gather together. And it is a blessing to see every single one of you this morning. It's a blessing to see you in God's house.
Let's take what we receive in the house of God. And one of these days, I'd, I'd like to just put a banner up above those doors out in the foyer. And it, it would read this. You're now entering the mission field. Because we're going to go out those doors in a little bit. And we're out in the field. The Bible tells us go the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Amen. Don't know your heart. Be obedient to the Lord this morning. You want to pray, come and pray. You don't have to wait till the song to start. You want to pray, just come. Just come on. We're all blessed. Well, let's stand to our feet, Bobby, if y'all want to come. Maybe you want to say, Lord, just how, how will you use me to reach a soul for you? How will you use me to reach a soul for you? And get in the Word of God. Get a hold of that sound doctrine and share it with others. Amen? Share it with others.